Before we begin, please refer to the disclaimer and link in the podcast notes, and note that all opinions expressed in this podcast are intended for informational purposes only and should not be treated as investment or financial advice. Uniswap has been the number one DeFi brand in crypto since its launch in 2018, but where does it stand today? I'm joined by our head of research, Matt, who'll be diving into Uniswap and its place in the market. Hey, Matt, maybe you can share some light into how Uniswap's going and its place uh, and its market share at the moment. Yeah, sure, Nick. I think we thought it was a good time to cover Uniswap, um, you know, been around since about 2018 or so. Um, and we thought, hey, as we do five sort of altcoins every month for for our members in our altcoin reports, thought, hey, it would be a good time to, to sort of make this one of the five that we cover for this month. Um, and why was that the case? Well, as you said, it's a leading one by market share, a leading decentralized exchange or DEX as it's more commonly called. Uh, and so far year to date, we've, we've really noticed this trend of it actually starting to, you know, do more volume. Uh, so that just means people buying and selling, choosing to use Uniswap, uh, a lot more than even the likes of Coinbase. So we'll get into that. Uh, shortly, but that's sort of what what prompted us to sort of you know choose Uniswap as one of the five ones for our recent altcoin report. Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. There, um, the reason why I think it's important is because the brand of Uniswap is so big that even though there's aggregators out there that give you the best price, a lot of people are still choosing to use Uniswap uh, for a variety of reasons. But I think it's mainly due to the brand, and you know, people know what they're getting when they're using Uniswap. That's been around for a while. And maybe you can let, let us know. How, I think it's still about 60% market share in terms of the DEX market. Yeah, sure, Nick. As we look at this uh, Dune board by one of the co-founders of Dune here uh, on mapping out all the decentralized exchanges on Ethereum, we can see here that Uniswap, uh, as you said, is around our 60% over the past seven days. And that's been the case for really like, well, for a very long time, actually, it's been like the leader in our uh, total volume. Second here is our uh, pancake swap, uh, but that's still doing, you know, less than a third uh, of the volume of, of Uniswap. So definitely uh, a very strong leader. And, you know, we need to ask ourselves, you know, why, why is this the, the case? And you touched on a point there where it's weird. We often talk about this, this space of crypto as, as being, you know, a trustless a space that values like not having to trust anything. But I think at the end of the day, we are still human and we'd like to at least trust, put our trust into like brands or brands with a strong reputation, even when it doesn't necessarily make economic sense to do so. I think that's even like more relevant in something like crypto where there's been a lot of hacks and whatnot. So I think it's that brand factor, but part of the reason why Uniswap has such a big, like such a like, you know, enormous brand is because like it hasn't really had a major exploit over these like recent years where several others have. Um, so that's definitely a big factor. And then number two would probably be just it's like it's it's usability, which sounds funny to say in crypto because nothing is really <laughs> super user friendly. But I suppose relative to to other sort of ways where you can where you can exchange tokens in a decentralized manner. Uh, Uniswap, all things considered, is is pretty straightforward to use. You're just swapping swapping two tokens, like you know, a stable coin for like for Ethereum or ETH. You might just go to Uniswap to do that. Very simple, um, and you know that has been a reason I think, like why it's been able to retain such a, a dominant like position in the market, like with the Uniswap Labs 
uh, or the Uniswap sort of core team behind, I guess, the whole protocol and the team that's developing products for the Uniswap protocol, you know, they've got about a hundred full-time team now, like, which just like dominates any other sort of competitor. So they're always able to keep iterating on the product and just building like a much more, I guess, intuitive sort of user experience and building sort of education and tutorials around that as well. I think that's all sort of contributed to Uniswap's sort of continued dominance in the in the DEX market. And what about the shift to NFTs? Because they made waves in June last year when they had one of the biggest high-profile um, acquisitions of marketplace NFT marketplace Genie. Uh, they rebranded and they've took on their infrastructure and they've launched NFTs, you know, with the Uniswap banner. But I was quite shocked to see just how little traction it got. It, it's gotten. Uh, do you have any like figures? Uh, I know it's been pretty minimal in terms of the amount of traders actually using Uniswap from the NFT feature, which maybe be a blow, but hoping they'll be hoping that they can turn that around. Yeah, I think it's um one thing I'd mainly put that down to is is just like un- poor timing or um. I suppose unfortunate timing, whatever you want to call it. I think the the market NFT market had already started to tank. Oh, by the time they acquired Genie, and then particularly even more so when they announced this sort of rebrand. Um, so this is, I think their their thinking was, hey, NFTs are a token, like non fungible token. Why? And Uniswap is sort of wanting to become the the place to go to trans to tw- transfer and swap tokens. Uh, so that I think they thought, why not? Mm-hmm have a play on nfts but as you said nick they've been had a really like a, a really poor i think uh a really like lackluster uh sort of effort and results i think so far in about the five months since they've since they've launched that i think i saw the other day that around over 40 um trades were had been routed through uniswap um, on a day that I looked last last week over the past 24 hours compared to OpenSea and, um, and you know, Blur, which we're doing, you know, several, several thousand. So it just gives you, gives you a show there, like of how much that has disappointed so far. Um, but, you know, if, if there is a time when Uniswap, oh, sorry, NFTs do come back, you know, maybe Uniswap will be well positioned to sort of benefit uh, from this sort of NFT offering, which they've continued to sort of tinker with since they've released it. But as you said, Nick, just the demand, the demand has just completely disappeared with NFTs probably since they've launched this. Mm, yeah, maybe going back to, I guess, the decks then, because I we've seen the potential deterioration of liquidity start to appear on, you know, centralized exchanges due to potential regulation. I saw some interesting stats um, by the block, which put the DEX to sex spot trade volume, you know, was hitting good highs to start off the year, although it's sort of dwindled um, to below 10%, but hit almost 14%, hit, um, and then it hit even hit um, 17% to hit last year. Uh, maybe you got some other inputs in, into what's happening recently with some big market makers and how that impacts uh, Uniswap. Yeah, I think one thing with Uniswap that I think is you could argue is a probably a bullish case is the fact that how much the US is cracking down on crypto, which has forced probably since like Silicon Valley Bank probably collapsed, um, and and Signature and and Silvergate, you've seen a lot of you know just harsh um, yeah regulations of of just crypto entities in general, and a lot of them are deciding to just withdraw from the US. Um, and you know the US is still the biggest market in crypto, and it's where a lot of the market makers sort of uh, domiciled or at least uh, 
at probably like the, a lot of the team is working there. Um, probably Wintermute is is an example um, of probably a big market maker that really helps to bolster sort of centralized exchanges, sort of um, market books or, or order books rather. Um, and then you've got like traditional non-crypto companies like uh, like well, Jump Crypto, which is a subsidiary of Jump. And then you've got Jane Street. So both of those are very big in terms of market making in traditional markets. And they've come over and opened up desks, trading desks for crypto and market makers, market making for crypto, which has really helped the likes of centralized exchanges. Um, if there's more volume flowing through them, it means that it's what we call a deep market. So the market depth is really healthy, which means if I'm a big whale, which you know I wish one day, <laughs> if I go in and put a billion dollars to buy Bitcoin and, and I, I place an order, you know, how much would that affect the price of Bitcoin? Would it would it move it up extremely? That would be like a shallow market. Or if it's a deep market where there's a lot of market makers sort of, you know, making the market, it would it would ideally mean that the price doesn't really move that much. What we're seeing in, you know, May of 2023 is that exchanges, centralized exchange volumes are really going down and, and their market, their order books are getting a lot more shallow as a result of probably regulation. Um a lot of these trading desks and market makers just deciding to, you know, really either exit completely, which is the likes of Jane Street and Jump Crypto, or even just to, um, you know, step back and, and remove themselves from at least their US operations. Um, and that can really help the likes of uh, Uniswap because that isn't like there isn't really, you know, market makers per se for Uniswap because there isn't really a centralized order book. Uh, there's liquidity providers and whatnot, but um, I think it's going to be really healthy and it'll really show, showcase, I guess, the deep markets that you can get on these decentralized exchanges. And it is why, as I get up on my screen here, we've seen, um, or it's at least part of the reason why we've seen, uh, Uniswap actually, yeah, do more volume than the likes of, um, Coinbase and, well, many other exchanges, but Coinbase was the one that definitely caught my eye and impressed me that it's actually, you know, done more volume than than Coinbase for three consecutive months. Mm. Yeah, it's really insight into perhaps the future of DeFi as well, because this is going to be more of an ongoing occurrence that now it's a bit of a novelty, especially we get really excited when we see DeFi volumes, you know, exceeding centralized exchanges. But at the moment, it still has its months, but it still remains far far below you know what's going on because the bulk still happens on centralized exchanges so perhaps a, a hint into the future of where we might be in a couple of years yeah yeah absolutely i think it is um still like a, a absolute a lot of headwinds for for DeFi, a lot a lot of a lot of challenges um and uniswap would absolutely fall under that under that sort of umbrella um one thing that we could talk about is is even the value of the token which is still pretty suspect um so you know what the uni token so the uni is the, is the ticker um you know that just like all the other DeFi tokens they've basically been in like a multi-year bear market like a lot longer of a bear market than you know traditional crypto or, or bitcoin or ethereum um and that's important it's important to really you know at least acknowledge that and just assume hey just because the volumes are going up doesn't really mean that the uni token necessarily deserves to go up in value. And that's what we have seen over the past year where, where uni has like really underperformed 
well, it's definitely underperformed BTC and ETH. And then in USD terms, it's definitely uh, down, I think, around 70 to 80 cent, 80 percent below its all time highs. Yeah. And getting back into all the volume that it does. And the main question is how the token itself accrues value and how it can capitalize on that 70, you know, 60, 70% market share. So making waves today in the forums, we're seeing another proposal for turning on the fee switch for Uniswap. Uh, This one is actually quite a progressive one saying that it wants to implement a protocol fee equal to, I think one, one fifth of the full of the pool fee across all Uniswap V3 pools, which makes me feel like this won't happen because the other fee switches had focused more on doing it gradually and starting off with smaller pools in the market because it didn't want to pretty much experiment on the biggest pools in the market, which if you put on the fee switch, it could result in people who are, you know, have to pay or not getting as much fees as before, they may switch and go to lend liquidity on other platforms such as SushiSwap. So this really, really interesting one. I don't think it'll it'll pass with the current proposal that it's got. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Matt, but hopefully some sort of experimentation happens soon because yeah, the value accrual for a lot of these tokens remains so so um unsure in the mar- in the market at the moment especially with regulation the moment that you say fee you know token holders are going to get a revenue of fees then all of a sudden you get into like the security talk and i think that's why so many have just been so yeah absolutely i think i did just check that um while you were talking there nick as well and uniswap's uh, all-time high was in may 2021 so that was about 45 dollars and it's about five dollars now so it's about 89 percent below all-time highs when you know when bitcoin hit its all-time high i think in november 2021 so as it's really re-emphasized DeFi continues to be like really beaten down um and i don't really well, i think we both agree we don't really see light at the end of the tunnel just yet but there could be some opportunities but on the the fee switch um side of things yeah regulation is definitely probably the main reason why they're they're not wanting to um turn that on just because of the whole security uh, question about security and whatnot um, of whether it being classified as a security particularly yeah in the US um, and then also as you touched on their competition I think the sort of um, game game theory or whatever if you decide to turn on a fee or turn on a fee switch where some of the re- revenues flow to uni token holders that implies that the liquidity providers, which today get 100% of Uniswap revenue fees, uh, they are basically have an incentive. Those liquidity providers have an incentive to go elsewhere, um, which again is is just something to really think about when you talk about market share. It's probably equivalent, and again, back to the question about security, it's probably equivalent to a growth startup versus an established company paying out dividends growth company growth startups you want them to retain the dividends and keep reinvesting uh in the company whereas established companies they don't really have like as much incentive to keep reinvesting their profits where whereas they have probably more incentive to just keep keep shareholders happy where it is a security and, and pay out the dividends so it's probably a good analogy I, I like to talk about there when we're talking about fees um yeah that that was that was probably the main thing there nick probably one thing before i forget is that ethereum base layer or ethereum layer one chain currently has like exorbitant 
uh, gas fees, which is again probably a bear case for DEXs. Like, yes, Uniswap is on other layer twos. Um, however, most people are still trying to use layer one. Um, so when you see like a hundred, two hundred dollars USD to swap tokens on Uniswap, when you compare that to something like Binance, Coinbase, it's probably yet another factor when you're comparing Uniswap versus others. Um, and when you're talking about the outlook for Uniswap. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, maybe to finish off there, one thing maybe mm. we can look forward to is Coinbase's base um, network, which could launch into next year. Really keen to see if you know, Uniswap deploys on there, whether that's a huge catalyst that will mean these people that want to use you know, DEXs, it's kind of abstracted away and perhaps Uniswap is using or Coinbase is using Uniswap in the background and executing trades on their front end, um, which mm. could generate more transaction volume for Uniswap. It's an interesting one because people think they're a competitor. Um, so really keen to see how that works out and whether they welcome welcome yeah 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 great yeah great point nick um i think just yeah as we as we wrap up here we we could actually talk about uniswap for for quite a while there's a lot to talk about for such a a relatively boring projecting in in case in the case of like it's pretty like uh developed Mm. and established by now but there's a lot of unknown one more thing about security tokens and probably the threat how it's probably the uncertainty probably hinders Uniswap or hurts Uniswap's outlook or caps its ceiling is even you're talking about things like marketing, right? Like, um, with this uncertainty, you, you don't have Uniswap out there. Um, <laughs> as silly as it sounds, like we don't have a Uniswap stadium or we don't have Uniswap ads. We don't have Uniswap ads where, you know, they could, they could market to the public to be like, Hey, come use Uniswap. Like <laughs> that is currently like a massive no, no because of this uncertainty about there being securities so like really like uh, it may sound silly but at the moment centralized exchanges are allowed to do that for obvious reasons um and it's probably another sort of uh challenge or reason or struggle for these decentralized alternatives in this in this sort of environment where there's this uncertainty about regulations um i know there was another uh, sorry another thing that we wanted to touch on but maybe just due to time we won't but a big development uh, is the Uniswap sort of wallet that got enabled on, on iPhone. Um, I might let you close on that, Nick, cause I've done, uh, quite a bit of talking, but that Uniswap wallet, maybe just explain, uh, functionally, like what it actually is, but then what the significance of its like enabling or launching on uh, Apple in particular, like why that actually mattered. Yeah. Thanks. So it's, uh, kind of a wallet and app in one. So be able to use it as your seed phrase but then you'll also be able to execute trades and use it, you know, in a more user-friendly way. As we know, most people use mobile. Uh, people using you know, desktop is always dwindling as mobile has become the number one platform. Uh, so I think I think you might agree with this, is that to get really mainstream adoption, you really need accessible, user-friendly, safe, secure, and importantly, you know, fun to use applications. (laughs) And so this is a big one. And also because it's got through the Apple gatekeepers who kept it in the, in the wilderness for, for a bit. Um, As we know, a lot of crypto firms have had tons of trouble um, deploying, creating um, iOS apps because of Apple's, you know, tough stances um, on terms of monetization, but also attitudes towards crypto applications. So the fact that it got through was 
significant in itself and makes me hopeful that we'll continue to see yeah, fingers crossed Nick, we, we definitely need it uh, to try on, and get more you know, more people more, more users from the public on board with crypto through through the app stores definitely awesome well that was a good discussion about uniswap a lot to discuss and no doubt we'll be covering it in many other reports so if you didn't know this was part of our monthly report series where we track and report five cryptocurrency altcoins in the market so for more from us at Collective Shift, please subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. This is emailed every Friday and our newsletter gives you actionable insights on the most important developments in crypto. So join over 10,000 people receiving the newsletter and subscribe at collectiveshift.io forward slash newsletter, which is collectiveshift.io forward slash newsletter.